0: Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina.
1: This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. It looked as if you forgot where you were. I yes. it kind of did, actually. <laughs> it's been a
0: month, okay? Lots of summer <laughs> happening over here. Where was
1: I yesterday? It's oh. <laughs> like so you wake
0: up in the morning and you have to reacclimate yourself to where you are because when you've been traveling, Right. But I'm home. I'm happy to be home. I miss my bed so much.
1: I know. That's always the nice part. Like, sometimes you get a comfy bed, but even when you get a comfy bed, it's just always nice to be like, (sighs) yes. In there. It's true.
0: It's true. So, good morning. Happy Monday. It's super nice to be back. Mm -hmm. We had so, like, such a good response last week when we came back and, like, you know what I mean? Like people missed yes. us. I think we
1: missed you guys. I know, I know, and I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be back, but um, because we've released now, this will be the second episode since our vacation. But I'm going to be more excited when we're back actually recording um, stories because yeah. right right now we're just recording intros for the stories that we had backed up, <laughs> and so I'm like, man, I really want to listen to a story. I
0: don't want to. Tell I know. One. I miss true crime also. Yeah. So soon anyway, enough, so, my friend, we only have yeah. another like week,
1: <laughs> really, yeah. or like really yeah, this exactly. is the last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of, do you want to do, do we want to say that we're going to need suggestions? OK,
0: so what we have an extra Monday in August, Ooh. Mm-hmm. more Mondays than normal. And but that's OK. We're going to make it super fun and we're going to do. Both Christy and I are going to tag team and do a story, um, a case, but we want you guys to pick the topic. So if you want us to do cases on something like, I'm trying to think, like we did child murders not long ago, but like something like that, like pick a topic. Do
1: we want to give them... Topics to choose from again, or do you just want to take we topic should do suggestions that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and go with majority if people send in the same ones? I think we'll probably give maybe four
0: suggestions and let you guys okay. pick, but you're going to have to come and find us on our Instagram or Facebook or TikTok okay. and pick some cases for us
1: in the next week. So Yeah, I was going to say, you'll, we'll post next week in both platforms yep. or you know, TikTok. And I always think of Instagram and Facebook as one because it just goes right, the right. same thing. It's <laughs> true. Um, yeah. So you guys okay,
0: can pick cool. what we're going to do. And then I'm going to tell, I'm going to have half of it. I'm going to tell a case on that topic. And then Christy is going to tell a case on that topic. And so you'll get two cases in one week for an extra fun Monday at the end of August. Yes, Then mm-hmm. it will be serial killer killer september September. (laughs) so you'll have to get your pants for that
1: i wonder if we can get isaiah to make us a new beat just for serial killer september
0: Ooh,
1: ask him that might be fun that would be great fun do it do Do it like how we brainstorm on here instead of like making decisions
0: (laughs) so if it doesn't happen
1: don't yell at us (laughs) <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, now it has to. We like so. you to hear our thought processes. Yes. Because <laughs> you're in the closet with us. Yes, you are. You are.
0: All right. That's um, all the sh-
1: housekeeping. So what well, else? I have a little Tell me. story for you. It's not a kid's story. I know people like the kid's stories, but it's not a kid's story. Um, It's a, it's a me story. <laughs> <laughs> Which are great. So, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Um I was walking the other night with my husband, because uh, we take little walks in the evening sometimes, just so that we can go and talk and not have like three kids. Like,
0: you're a very cute seconds. couple, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we were walking, just we take one loop around the hood, and I, we noticed this mama deer and her fawn, which I had seen a couple days earlier and taken pictures of because they were super cute in another lawn in the neighborhood, and. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm literally staring at them because I don't know why. I see deer all the time, but they, I just am fascinated by them. I like to look at them. and So I'm just looking at this mama and her baby as we walk on the other side of the street from them. And they're in a, on a lawn across the street. And I'm looking at her, looking at her, looking at her as we keep walking. And all of a sudden, mama stepped to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like, Beth's the only one that's going to see this, like, head came forward one foot stepped down like step like what like a what do you recipe? need or <laughs> like dance battle are you going to dance battle me right now <laughs> like Literally stepped at me. Did she give you the up down like the right? She was like, mm. she's looking at honey. <laughs> Keep on walking, sweetie. Keep on walking. <laughs> I think your
0: dear Southern.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe she's seen me before. Maybe she sees all my kids, and she's like, don't think about taking mine. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Maybe that was a bad joke. Maybe. Um. <laughs> anyway. So she steps to me and I was like, Oh, Emery, she just stepped to me. Like, she's like, doesn't want me looking at her and her baby or is like nervous that I might come across. I don't know what, whatever. So I literally, I'm like, I can't look at her, but I couldn't stop. Like, I'm like, kept like looking back behind me as we keep walking and no joke within like a minute, she starts running towards me. No, And well, what I thought was towards me, she's running in my direction and I'm like, Emery, she's chasing me run <laughs> she's <laughs> gonna kill me and bury me in someone's backyard like oh my god look at this she's coming and he's like she's not coming for you and i'm like look at her and i turn around and she had like darted into the back of somebody else's backyard. my gosh so it's like maybe she was standing there waiting to cross and she was like would you hurry up and move because i want to take my kid across the street <laughs> Like, no
0: no she is a southern killer deer <laughs> With aggressive tendencies.
1: I, thought, I literally thought she was coming for me. Like, deer was, like, are my really
0: legs. dumb. You know, I mean, like, I guess they're are pretty. They? Oh, they're so dumb.
1: I not know. <laughs> know that. I she was, this
0: one she time <laughs> there was a deer. So in West Virginia, there's a lot of deer everywhere, you know, because it's just all foresty. Mm-hmm. And one time a friend of mine was in this teeny tiny little sports car. And it was like her pride enjoy the sports car. And some deer were walking across the road. So we stopped. To let them walk across the road so we didn't hit them and the deer turned and hit her car. Well <laughs> we were stopped. She was like, what? uh did that deer just hit my car? <laughs> <Like, laughs> On oh. purpose? I don't know what happened. Like he got so confused. It was the lights, the lights. He went towards the light.
1: Maybe it was a rough day for that guy. I know. She like, had a big dent. It all.
0: She was so
1: mad. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So that deer was aggressive, too. It's a thing. Right. It's a thing with the deer now.
1: <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes for about one second. <laughs> I was scary.
0: I just p- keep picturing you in my head running from a deer. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs>
1: I figured you'd be picturing maybe like my reaction, like hitting Emery, like this deer step into me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But then you're getting so scared because you're like, "It's coming, it's coming," and being like, "It is not come. It's that deer does not want you."
1: <laughs> Cut it out because she's not being dramatic. <laughs> so good. Cheers. Um. So yeah. So that was a you know not a real crime story, but do you have
0: a real crime story? For I me? 100% do. Stay tuned. This case that I am telling you about today is not a suggestion. Oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> so you wanted to do it.
0: <laughs> I wanted to do this case. It has been on my list for a very long time. And we have been getting such good listener suggestions that I haven't got to it. And now I am getting to it. So I'm excited about it. It's a, it's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. excited too. So I'm going to tell you about a man named John Roscoe Garland. John was born July 24th, 1942, in Pine Knot, Kentucky. John oh. lived. Yes, John lived in a small. There's some weird names in this. Yeah, Pine John Nott. lived Pine Knot. <laughs> he lived in a small town in Kentucky called Whitley City, and this is in McCreary County, Kentucky, which is pretty close to the Tennessee border. John was a member of the local Baptist church, and he worked for a steel plant as a tool and dye maker. John had been married a few times in his life and had a total of seven children altogether. Oh, wow. Two of his children were named Roscoe Garland. <laughs> So, yes. So, his middle name is Roscoe. His name is John Roscoe Garland, and he has two boys, and they're both named Roscoe Garland. One is like Roscoe James Garland, and the other is Roscoe something else Garland. I mean,
1: I, I shouldn't be surprised since Emery, my I was just going to
0: say, do you want to talk about why that's name. funny? <laughs> It's Emery <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you also have two Emerys in your family And they're both very interesting names too Like Emery is such an interesting name You don't really hear it a lot And to have two in one family S- Same with Roscoe mm-hmm. You don't really hear yeah. it a lot Two in one family So yeah, we've got John, his seven children And you know, two, he's got the names down Sometime in the mid-90s, John began a romantic relationship with a young woman by the name of Willa Jean Ferrier. Why did everybody have cool names back then? Willa Jean is probably my favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From this story. She was born Willa Jean Brooks on May 24th of 1970 in Somerset, Kentucky, which is nearby where John was living and born. There was a twenty-eight year age difference between the couple. Wow, that's a lot. So it's quite it's quite some. It's quite mm-hmm. some, yeah. Willa Jean was 20 years younger than John. Willa Jean had four young children and she was a homemaker. So she stayed at home with her four kids. She had previously been married, but was no longer with her husband. She also was a member of her local Baptist church and she was living in a trailer with her children and her friend, Crystal Connor, in Whitley hmm. City. And John, he just lived right up the hill. Just right up there on the hill. Right right up the road a piece? Yep, right up the holler.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in early 1997, John and Willa Jean were having problems, and they broke up. Now, John at this time was 54, and Willa Jean was 26. So, I mean, that probably had something to do with the breakup. It doesn't say Mm -hmm. that anywhere, but that's just a guess for me. They were having issues, and Willa Jean had moved on, and she was dating another man by the name of Gary Roberts. Now, John did not really love that because he still had feelings for Willa Jean, and it was especially hard because, I mean, he just lived right up the hill. So it was sort of shoved in his face that she was with this other man, He could just Mm -hmm. see it. He could just go out on his porch and, you know, right down, right there down yonder was Willa Jean and her boyfriend. Um, After a few months of Gary and Willa Jean dating, John had heard a rumor that Willa Jean was pregnant with Gary's baby. Mm. And this upset him very much. He told Willa Jean that he still loved her and that he knew she was pregnant, but that he would love that baby even though Gary was the father. But Willa Jean did not want that. She didn't want John. She was done. She had broken up with him. She had moved on. She did not want to be in a relationship. So things got kind of heated between the two of Mm. them. It was a lover's quarrel, if you will. And John had gotten so angry. One night, he had seen, he had been looking down the hill and saw Gary and Willa Jean returning from a night out. And he got very upset. And he actually took his gun and fired shots at Willa Jean's trailer. He didn't what? hit anybody or anything, and he was pretty far away, so I'm not even sure it would have been possible, but that's that's not cool. That's Mm-mm. not being a good neighbor. <laughs> like so, a good neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Go ahead. laughs> yes, exactly. He is not the State Farm guy. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So one Saturday night on March 9th of 1997, Willa Jean and two of her friends, Crystal her roommate, and another friend, April, went to a country music dance hall in town. So like a honky tonk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what it was. I don't know what a dance hall is, but... I don't think we have them here. (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) it would be fun. But Mm -hmm. so this was something that they did pretty much every weekend. Her mom would would watch the kids or the kids would be with their dad. And Willa Jean would get dressed up and she would go out with her friends. She just wanted to have a good time and let loose and dance. But she was kind of worried about John being there because things were weird between the two of them. And so she had, when they got to the dance hall, she actually had the girls circle around the parking lot to look for John's car to make sure that it wasn't there. So she mm-hmm. didn't want to go in if she thought he was going to be there. So, you know, she was staying away from him at this point. It was, it was bad right. like that. So the three girls, they went in. John wasn't there. They had a fun night. And they left the dance hall sometime after midnight. Now, Crystal, Willa Jean's friend, met a man while she was there, named Chris Boswell. And she had invited Chris Boswell to come home with her that night back to Willa Jean's house. Mm -hmm. So the four of them, Willa Jean, Crystal, Crystal's new friend, Chris, and April all got back into the car and started to go home. They dropped April off first between 1230, 1 o'clock, and then they drove over to Gary Roberts' house, which is Willa Jean's new boo, to see what he was up to. Hey, man, we didn't see you at the honky-tonk. What are you doing? So they sat in his driveway and honked the horn, but he didn't come out. So they just assumed he was asleep or wasn't home. So they went on back to Willa Jean's. Mm. The next day, by the afternoon, no one had heard from Willa Jean or from Crystal, and Chris also seemed to be MIA. Hmm. So the family went over to the trailer to see What was up? Where they were. They found Willa Jean and her two friends inside the mobile home, shot to death. Oh, my. So we have Crystal Conister, who was 22, Chris Boswell, who was 38, and Willa Jean Farrier, who was 26. Crystal and Chris had both had two gunshot wounds. Willa Jean had a gunshot wound and had also been choked Prior to her death. Oh. So, after speaking to Willa Jean's friends and family, the police learned about the issues that had been recently going on with her and John Garland, and about the fact that he had shot at her trailer a week or so back. So, he's immediately the first person of interest. John claims that he was with his son Roscoe, one of the Roscoe's. I don't know which Roscoe. Which one? <laughs> the night of the murders. And then he had gone to his ex wife's house, Eula, after he was done with Roscoe. And Eula so they, backs us up. Right. So they at first they interview Roscoe and Roscoe's like, yep, we were together that night. We went to the auto action in London, Kentucky. And then Eula is like, yep, he came to my house after the auction, and he stayed the night. Hmm. So the police are like, hmm. But they continue their investigation to see what evidence they can find. So they're continuing their interviews, and then they're doing autopsies, and they're searching the mobile home to see what there is to see.
1: Can they verify—I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Can they verify that he was at the auction besides with his—because clearly there would have been other people there. to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line hello
0: twisted humans do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder
1: conspiracy cult or haunting then this is the podcast for you we're bringing the
0: most intense stories that will keep you up at night
1: join us every tuesday for a
0: glass of wine and a dose of true crime i'm alicia and i'm sierra
1: And this is Twisted
0: Twisted and Uncorked. So as the police's investigation is ongoing and the community is buzzing about what had happened here and the drama that had been going on. And they're all talking about the evidence that is being collected. Roscoe comes back to the police and he's like, Mm. "Mm, I need to come clean here. Roscoe says that he told the truth about. Being with his dad the night of the murders and that they had left to go to the auto auction in London, Kentucky, but that there had been a traffic jam. So they turned around and headed back towards home. Mm. On the way home, John had spotted Willa Jean and her friends driving through town, coming home from the honky tonk. And he and Roscoe started following her. Because, you know, that's normal.
1: Yeah. They're in the car.
0: Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. Oh, that's that's my ex-girlfriend. Let's see where she's mm-hmm. going. Right. So they followed them as they took April home and dropped her off. They followed him to Gary Roberts' house when they sat in the driveway and honked for him. And then they followed him back to Willa Jean's. When they got back to Willa Jean's house, Roscoe said that John went inside Willa Jean's trailer and that he heard screaming and fighting. So he went in after his dad to see what was going on. And it was very clear that Willa Jean and John and the house were all disheveled like there had been a physical fight. Hmm. They had been in there fighting. So then Chris, the friend, Crystal, remember the roommate? Mm-hmm. The, the guy that she had brought in home, he comes out of a back bedroom partially clothed and that something about that had made John snap and he pulled out a 357 pistol and shot Chris. Then Crystal came running out, and he shot her. Then he turned and shot Willa Jean, then went back and shot Chris and Crystal a second time.
1: Oh, my gosh. And his kid's witnessing all of
0: this. Yes. Now, I mean, his kid was grown. He's not like a kid kid at this point. He's like early 20s, something like that. I don't actually know exactly how old he was. It doesn't say, but... So Roscoe said that his dad was jealous of Willa Jean's relationship with Gary Roberts and the fact that she could be pregnant with his baby. And he said that his dad told him a month or so before that, that he was sick of seeing her spending time with Gary and that he just wanted to kill Willa Jean. Oh, my word. Roscoe also said that he helped his dad hide the gun and he took the police to where it was. He also said that he had helped his dad burn some clothing and other evidence. And the next day, his dad had given him money to go purchase another 357 pistol to replace the one that they had hid. Because apparently John was known to carry this gun. People knew that he always had this gun on him. So if he all of a sudden, Willa Jean's dead and he doesn't have his gun, they were going to notice.
1: Well, and they wouldn't be able to tie those
0: bullets to the new one, right? Correct. Exactly. So, But I think it was more about the fact that Mm -hmm. my ex-girlfriend's dead and she was shot and here I don't have my gun anymore. So Roscoe admits that he helped his dad cover this up. And he told the police that the murder weapon, the gun that John had actually used to shoot them, had at one point belonged to him and that he had sold it to his dad sometime prior to the murders. Hmm. So then the police are like, wait, so now Roscoe's saying that they didn't go to the auction, but he also said he spent the night with his ex-wife, Yula. So the police go back to her, and they're like, now here we have Roscoe is changing his story, and it makes your story not make sense. And she said, well... Yes, I kind of fed before in saying that John had come over earlier in the night, but I really didn't see him until about two AM. Oh. So this was after they believed that the murders had taken place. So the police matched the the bullets that were used at the crime scene to the three fifty seven that Roscoe had led them to, and they arrested John Garland and charged him with three counts of first degree murder. Oh wow. Okay, Okay, so we go to trial Here is the evidence Other than the gun There is not much physical evidence found They found an audio tape This is what it says With a message from John Garland to Willa Jean I'm guessing this is the answering machine tape Because this is 1997 So my guess It says an audio tape in the court records But I'm guessing that it's probably the little cassette tape From the answering machine This tape says it's a message from John, and he is telling Willa Jean that he loves her, that he wants to be with her, that he knows that she is pregnant, that he knows that it is not his baby, that it's Gary Robert's baby, but that he loves her and her children, and he will love this baby and raise this baby, and even though he's not the father, he wants to still be with her. By the way, Willa Jean's autopsy revealed that she was
1: not actually pregnant. Oh. So we have no idea why he thought this. <laughs> also, what about the um, strangulation? Was it hands or was it-,
0: it? You know, it doesn't actually say. It just says that there's evidence that she had been choked prior to. Okay. So my guess is probably that it was like a handprint. Mm, okay. And that that had happened in the struggle that Roscoe mm-hmm. had heard, which is why he came into the house. Now, they did find in Willa Jean's hand – they found a clump of dark brown hair. Now, both Chris and Roscoe had dark brown hair, but Willa Jean, Crystal, and John Garland did not. Hmm. John Garland's hair at the time was gray because remember, he's 54. Right. So he had no brown in his hair whatsoever. Hmm. So they knew pretty conclusively that that hair either had to belong to Chris or to Roscoe because they were the only two people that matched that hair color. They did compare the hair to Chris Boswell because his body and Willa Jean's body were found right next to each other. And they determined that it was similar in color and microscopic characteristics That's a direct quote, but they didn't compare it to Roscoe's hair and it was never tested for DNA. Wow. Why? Right. I don't know. So Roscoe is the star witness. He testifies to everything he said before to police about following Willa Jean home, about the fight, about his dad shooting everyone, about him helping to cover it up, he throws his dad under the bus, mm-hmm. backs it up, and then runs over him again. The tea is spilled. John takes the stand in his own defense. He tells the jury that Roscoe is lying. He said that was not his gun. That was Roscoe's gun. It had never been his gun. He had never bought it, borrowed it, or touched it. He well, but also, what
1: about the gun that he's known for carrying?
0: Exactly. I don't. Well, this is Roscoe saying this. Roscoe said that they went and replaced the gun. Oh, but John okay. was just saying, "No, oh, this has been my gun the whole entire time." That gun that was used at the murder was Roscoe's. That was not my oh, gun. Oh, okay. So John has a new gun. Roscoe says John has a new gun. John's saying, "This has been my gun the whole time. Mm-hmm. I oh. never had that other gun. This has always been my gun." Okay, so. He does say that he was with Roscoe the night of the murders, but he said that they did go to the auto auction, that it was in London, there was a traffic jam, they went around the traffic jam, and they were late, and by the time they got there, the auto auction was wrapping up, so they left, they didn't go in. And then he said he dropped Roscoe off at home around 1230 because Roscoe said he had plans had something to do, and then he didn't see him again for the rest of the night. He went home, got his stuff, and was back at Yulia's house to spend the night. John suggests that maybe Roscoe had committed these murders. Hmm. So the defense brought up Roscoe's somewhat unsavory past. He has had quite a criminal history, including the fact that he had nearly beaten a man to death, and had served prison time for it. What? So he wasn't, you know, he was not your
1: mm-hmm.
0: state farm friendly neighbor either. <laughs> so there was also testimony that Roscoe had wanted to date Crystal. And that he was mad that she had taken a man home from the honky tonk. Oh. John, on the other hand, had no criminal history Or a history of violence. And at the time the murders occurred, he actually had custody of Roscoe's two children. Because Roscoe was not a good dad. Mm -hmm. So we have the son blaming dad for these awful murders. But then we have the dad coming back and blaming his son. In case you were feeling bad about how messed up your family is.
1: (laughs) I know, this makes me feel so much better. (laughs) Let's just take a peek at the garlands. (laughs) I'll handle that. Teenagers just suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, at least he's not trying to frame you for murder. Um, The jury never heard the report that the hair in Willa Jean's hand was similar to Chris's or to Roscoe's. All they were told was that she had a clump of hair in her hand. Hmm. So, of course, the prosecution insinuated that it was John's, which we know cannot be true, but they never heard that.
1: Oh, because they don't even know the color, just there's a clump.
0: Well, the jury did not know. They were just told there was a clump of hair in her hand. So the jury convicted John Garland of three counts of first-degree murder in February of 1999, and he was sentenced to death stop no they did that's what happened in 2008 john filed a motion requesting that the hairs found in willa jean's hand as well as her fingernail clippings all be tested for dna because if theoretically if she has hair in her hand
1: mm-hmm.
0: then she probably has some other evidence also on mm-hmm. her hand like in under her fingernails this request was denied Because the court said that it would not conclusively prove or disprove John's innocence. So they're saying, well, we can test the hair for DNA. If it's yours, it doesn't really prove anything, except for that you were there. If it's not yours, it doesn't really prove anything. You've already been convicted based on other evidence. Not physical, by the way, but this is just what they're saying. So John appealed this decision saying, well, that may be true that it would not conclusively Prove innocence or guilt, but I was convicted based on Roscoe's testimony. And if that's Roscoe's hair, right, then it can prove that my DNA was not found on the crime scene, his was, and his whole testimony would be thrown out.
1: Right, because if he's just like in the background watching all of this occur, then why is her hair in his hand?
0: Right, knocked my desk over just (laughs) now. So in 2011, this motion was granted and the court ordered that all remaining evidence be tested for DNA. Yay. Get your pants. Okay. When they went to retrieve the evidence, they found that most of it had been destroyed the day that John had been convicted back in 1999. They had no clump of hair, no fingernail clippings, All that was left was just a few stray hairs that they could use to test. So they did what they could and tried to test those hairs. One of the hairs came back as matching Chris Boswell. Mm -hmm. The other hair was Willa Jean's. And then a third hair came back inconclusive. So it's not even said where these hairs were found, whether they were found on her, whether they were found on Chris Boswell, on the carpet, you know, near them, by the gun. We don't even know where these hairs came from. It was just all they had. So that was what the court order said, test all remaining evidence. So they did. So this does absolutely nothing for John whatsoever. Mm -hmm. John continued to fight for his innocence and requested a new trial, but all appeals were denied, stating that authorities were not acting in bad faith when they destroyed the evidence and again, that John probably would not have been exonerated based on those DNA results anyway. So he remained on death row. <sighs> Jeez. And in April 2018, at the age of 75, John passed away of natural causes at a hospital in Kentucky, and he continued to proclaim his innocence until the day he died.
1: Wow. I mean- it stinks that he was in jail. I'm glad that he actually wasn't put to death for it. He wasn't, that, but he
0: his whole entire life he was right. in prison. Yeah,
1: Right. I know. I know. That's what I'm like. It's – anyway. But oh, holy
0: cow. So as you can imagine, this family is very divided in what they believe yeah. happened between this father and son. And it was a right. lifelong
1: feud. Really? They're, I mean – like, they don't talk to each other? Essentially, like, whoever believes that it was this oh, one? Oh, I don't know about the family, but the dad and the son
0: certainly did right. not talk to each right. other. Right, well, they've, yeah. They, I mean, were pointing fingers at each other the whole entire time. So, if you have a good relationship with your parent, call him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you haven't accused your parent of murder, give him a call today. Yeah, or for your son, <laughs> if you haven't accused your son. I don't really know
0: what happened here. I think there's no real evidence leaning one way or the other where you can definitively say what happened
1: no i mean they're both plausible like so, like scenarios. I think they probably I mean, both were there right. although
0: john says he was not there <laughs>
1: oh oh true gosh
0: But the order of the way that the people were murdered is very interesting to me. I think it's very telling. If John had gone there and gotten in a fight with Willa
1: Jean, why was Chris shot first? Right. And then Crystal.
0: And then Willa
1: Jean. Right. Because why would he be pissed about Chris? Wait. Chris? Mm -hmm. Chris and Crystal. That was confusing. Um, (laughs) Why would he be pissed about Chris being there? Because he's not there to be with Willa Jean. Exactly. Like, if Roscoe really wanted to be with Crystal, he'd be pissed that Chris was there. Exactly. And then he'd be pissed at Crystal. Mm-hmm. And then he'd just be like, well, Willa Jean's a, a witness. Poop. <laughs> like, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I am I lean more towards Roscoe than but I But also,
0: John head. shot at her trailer.
1: Yes. Which is not cool. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean,. I I don't I still lean towards Roscoe
0: I don't know that I would be like oh ex-boyfriend come on in (laughs) well but he said he wasn't there we're all right he said he was not there he said that he dropped Roscoe off and didn't see him again after that and went to his ex-wife's and that was that and I guess there wasn't like he didn't have cell phone records to like ping them where they were oh no I don't think they had that type of technology not in 1997
1: and not in Kentucky.
0: <laughs> and not in Whitley City, Kentucky.
1: <laughs> so that was a short one
0: today, but that yeah. is the story of John Roscoe Garland and Roscoe Garland.
1: That, yeah, that is a, it is definitely a weird case. You said that it was weird <laughs> the other day and I was like, well, I don't know how to take that, but <laughs> it's a weird one. It's and a weird frustrating. one. Another frustrating one for different reasons than others, but. Dad, be son. Yeah. Right. Yep. Ugh. well, I mean, that, and it's also interesting that you're telling me this story today when it's mom v. son right now in my house. I know. <laughs> Not to this level. But. <laughs> That's what I said.
0: If you think your family's bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, well, we're just going through normal teenage woes. <laughs> <laughs> and oh boy, are you. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't talk to me, so maybe should we stop using his sound in the beginning? His sound. No. <laughs> should <laughs> oh, I be Lord. just as immature? She's on his level now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will love him no matter how bad he is. Yes. Me. <laughs> your little blessing. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, well, awesome. I mean, thank you. Thanks for telling You're me Welcome. That. I did enjoy it. I know, I know. yeah, it's, it's a weird story, but I, I still enjoyed listening to that because it was like, huh, it's, a, it's, it's one that makes you think. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as um, I did and um, that you are continuing to come back. Don't give up on us. We love telling you stories. We love that you listen Interact with us on social media. You know where to find us. Crimes and closets—that's our name. Just Google us, and you'll find stuff about us. Um, we haven't plugged merch. I don't think. Oh, do we should come up with some new merch? I don't know what. Okay. But like, I don't know. Check out the site every now and then, and see if they have new items. Maybe that we can throw. Yeah, our occasionally stuff. we put
0: throw a couple things up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, check out our merch site. We all we have a Linktree account in our Instagram account on our profile. So go and find us there. You can find all of the links that you need. So thanks for listening. Come back next week and always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets.